Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And thank you so much for stopping by today. Um, Today we are closing out our final co-hosting of the month with Dr. Beverly Browning on the Grant Writing and Funding podcast. So this is really, really fun. It's been such a pleasure having Dr. Beverly Browning on the show all month with me. And we've been discussing about how to get nonprofits started. So this is really important if you're out there and you're in a nonprofit or you're thinking of starting a nonprofit, or for the many of you who listen, who are, you're transitioning into freelance grant writing or into nonprofit consultancy work. Because a lot of people will come to you asking for your help to get a nonprofit started. So you are getting all the tools throughout the month of December to really help that and to actually grow another revenue stream to be able to do this as a side service. So it's really fantastic. And of course, if you want all of the templates and downloadables and all of the things that we're discussing, um, please do join uh, Dr. Beverly Browning and myself in the Nonprofit Startup Academy. We are doing this live every Thursday in January 2021, and then it will be recorded and sold as a DIY course afterwards. So if you're interested and you missed the January listening to this sometime in the future, no worries. Um, We'll have that converted into a DIY course that is a do-it-yourself where we have the videos recorded that we're doing we're going to be doing live in January as well as all the downloadable templates that you may need or want when helping others start up a nonprofit or helping your own nonprofit get started so please do check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 151 to find out more information about that all right guys so it is also the last week of 2020. All right, guys, we are entering into 2021. I know there's a lot of excitement around that. Um, I'm definitely excited as we transition in. It's always fun to start a new year. It's always great to do end of year strategic planning. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to kind of talk about how to get set up for your planning for the new year. So do um, make sure you listen to this full podcast because we're going to have a lot of great tips for you in really being able to organize and get your your year started, whether that's for your nonprofit or for your business. You're going to have a lot of golden nuggets in this episode. All right, guys. And if you have not heard the rest of the, you know, all of the podcasts that we've done together in December, make sure you go back. We have the last four podcasts together, so a total of five for December. Yes, it's a long month. <laughs> and um, it's really great. It's a wonderful series. I'm so honored to have Dr. Beverly Browning on the show with me. She is the author for Grant Writing for Dummies, and that's in its sixth edition this year in 2020. So um, yeah, so many copies sold all around the world in different languages. It's really, really cool. Anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And as always, check out grantwritingthefunding.com for other free resources and other podcast episodes that you may be interested in. All right, without further ado, here's Dr. Beverly Browning. Hello, Dr. Bev. Thanks again for coming on the show with me. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. 
Yes. We're, we're just really excited. We've been doing podcasts all throughout December. So if you have not caught them, please go back all the way up to 147 because we've been doing, we've been breaking down different things for nonprofits to start up. So different startup nonprofits coming in, or if you've, your nonprofit has hit a plateau, or maybe you're a freelancer and you want to, you know, you're always getting people coming to you to say, Hey, I don't know how to start a nonprofit. Can you help me out? Or my nonprofit hit that plateau and I need help growing it. This is for you. We have the Nonprofit Startup Academy happening in January. It's happening so soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we're definitely every Thursday in January, we're going to be doing a live training, a live Q&A, and tons of resources for that startup, uh, Nonprofit Startup Academy. And we're just super excited. So we've been going over a lot of the different things we're going to be covering. Of course, we'll be going in a lot more depth through the Nonprofit Startup Academy, and you'll be getting those templates um, to be associated with that. So it's going to be fantastic. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited. How about you, Dr. Bev? Are you excited for that? I'm very excited. I can't wait. And the fact that we're actually airing this, this one um, at the end of the year is awesome because now there's just so much to look forward to in 2021. Oh, I know, right? It's just, yeah, I mean, this is the last week of 2020. It's exciting as we're moving forward. And, you know, we're just, yeah, we're really excited to say, hey, let's start something new. Let's collaborate together and let's help a lot of people who are coming to us and saying, hey, you know, we want to start a nonprofit. We just don't know where to start from. And, you know, or maybe they're just tired of spending their wheels and spending their money and just spending their time and just not having a framework yet. So we wanted to go ahead and offer this. Um, so once again, we do have the early bird just for a few more days. So you guys will definitely want to jump on that. Um, but as we kind of look at what our last topic in this series that we're looking at is taking your nonprofit from life support to sustainability and also just having that resolution to actually start or grow a nonprofit or start another income stream in 2021. So that's what we're going to be covering in today's podcast. All right. So Dr. Bev, what do you want to get started on then? I know we're keeping this pretty casual. Talk mm -hmm. about making the right kinds of resolutions on New Year's Eve. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So let's so do this it. This year is yeah. going to be different. We hope that everybody who's listening to the podcast plans to stay home, be safe, get out their little notepad and a pen or a pencil or pop onto their computer and use OneNote or take notes in Word. This is the time not to drink, but to think. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> think about, visualize your nonprofit, whether it's new or existing. Mm -hmm. What do you see unfolding in mm -hmm. 2021? And remember, if we're going to look at not just starting it, but keeping it going or sustaining it, we have to look at from the beginning to the end. So start making those lists. And the first thing on your list should be, before I file for a 501c3 or even incorporate as a nonprofit in my state or request a federal employee, employer identification number, I'm going to take some training to learn the entire process from the beginning to the end, from startup to sustainability, because sustainability should be your end, not closure, sustainability, literally. 
um, and begin to think about that and to focus on it. So what does it mean to be in this for the long haul? Does it mean you won't be able to draw a paycheck forever? No, it does not mean that. Mm -hmm. If you have the right board, a strategic plan, a fundraising plan, the right and visible branding approach, which mm -hmm. we cover in all of our previous podcasts before mm -hmm. this one, then you are definitely thinking along the line of how to start off 2021 as a successful nonprofit founder. Do mm -hmm. we think you can do it without our four-week nonprofit startup academy? Probably, but how long will it take? Mm -hmm. How many mistakes will you make? How many decisions will you rethink? How many confusing paths will you go down as people give you the wrong information? Oh, you should start it up as a C corporation, an S corporation, mm -hmm. because they don't know. They're just giving you an answer to appear to be intelligent. That's not us. We're giving you answers to start up the right way. We're giving you answers to be in it for the long haul and to experience sustainability. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's true. It's like, yeah, sure, you could do it on your own and piecemeal things together and Google things and watch different YouTube videos and try to come up with different templates. Would it be co cohesive, though? Probably not. Would it take a lot of your time? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, and would it cost you probably a lot more money by going down different routes and having to turn around and doing different branding and maybe investing way over investing than what you need to? Yes. So definitely um, this is something that we've outlined for you in a package so you can really get everything that you need um, and digest it. But I love that, you know, looking at it beforehand too. And as we go into 2021, even for the existing one to say, does it need to be changed? Like there's so much change that has happened with nonprofits, especially in the last year that we've all faced to say, we do need to change certain things. We do need to pivot, you know, some of the fundraisers that might've been the really the big ones that we got a lot in person and now virtually it might not be bringing in as much money yes our expenses might be a lot less but is it really meeting our overhead is it really meeting what the project expenses like how do we need to repivot so this is going to give you a lot of the information on how to build a sustainable and thriving nonprofit so it can be around for the long term and not dissolve right prematurely so mm -hmm. absolutely I agree. And I think this is a good time to sit down and reflect yeah. on making an outline for the things that are most important to us in the way that our nonprofit will operate and the way that it will be presented. And even if we already have that nonprofit, as the visionary, your board depends on you to bring those visions and ideas and new goals to them so they can talk about it, ask you questions, and decide if they're going to actually adopt it into a strategic plan or an mm -hmm. action plan or a fundraising plan or a business plan, which can change and shift based on the economy and all of the other external factors that impact the way you operate your nonprofit. So the one thing we want you to remember, because you're the founder of a nonprofit, it doesn't mean that you can't have reserves or money in the bank that isn't spent. The idea isn't to expend every dollar and be down to zero by the end of your fiscal year, whether it starts January 1st or July 1st or September 1st. So it's being savvy, it's being wise, it's being 
educated. And if there's something you don't know and your board doesn't know it either, where do you belong? You belong in the January Nonprofit Startup <laughs> Academy. Even if you're not starting it up, if you're struggling as a yeah. new nonprofit and you started up previously and you haven't really done a lot, you're just treading water. You're not making any headway, not seeing the waves go by. You're in the waves and they're hitting you one after another. This bill's due. This bill's due. This volunteer quit. The board members are horrible. Okay rethink it. You can always revamp, remodel, reorganize your nonprofit. Don't think that you're stuck with the bad stuff forever. You have the ability to change everything so that it's a working, functional nonprofit. And sustainability is critical. If you're already going after grants, you need to think about developing your grants calendar. And if you don't have a grant writer or a development director, sit down and look at what did you get this year? When did it come in? What month did you have to submit it? Who's your contact person? What's the website for the funder? When do they need to see something again? And create that calendar either with automated software or an Excel spreadsheet. Yep. I know a lot yep. of grant writers that just use an Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. to create their grants calendar so that you know what you're doing every month. Because if you're not going after money in, in this way, that way, or this way, fundraisers, mm -hmm. um, endowment development, you know, a capital campaign, uh, literally, events, whatever, if you're not bringing in dollars every month, sustainability is not going to happen. Pretty soon the balloon's going to burst, a funder's going to decide not to give you 50000 this year, and that's just going to crumple your dream mm -hmm. and your nonprofit. So that can't happen. We can help you through our weekly sessions that we're having in the academy to understand the importance of getting out there and being a nonprofit, staying in the arena and sustaining what you do. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, yeah, and it's so important. I love the, the grants calendar and the funding calendar and how it makes sense. Like that's been so helpful for all the nonprofits I've worked with and even for my own business, like to really understand what I'm doing at what point of time, because, you know, it comes back a lot of times to manpower, right? To how many people on your board are you going to be able to have contributing or volunteers or, you know, that sort of thing. And if you're burning everyone out, like one of the, <clears throat> biggest things I hear from nonprofits is the 24-7 just virtual burnout. You know, they're putting in so much sweat equity, a lot of, you know, and they're just getting paid peanuts and they don't know how they can sustain it. So it is kind of flipping it on its side. So you have the time to look at what is the strategy and how can you do it well and in a healthy way and bring in what you actually need. Because maybe you're underestimating too what the value is that you really need because you're trying just to look at the pennies. Right. Let's go ahead and penny pinch every little thing just so we get it funded instead of, well, what's the actual funding that is needed for this? So I think that's also very important to do, especially at this time of year um, when you're really reevaluating everything and maybe working on your strategic plan or reviewing it <laughs> so you can make sure that you can update it. Um, but I also I like that coming back to you know, looking at your year, what do you really want that to look like? And I think one of the most important things that nonprofits, uh, you know, different leaders can do and your board of directors can do is pull together and, and, and put together your values. And that can really drive everything, right? So when you look at your values, like what are those words, right? What, what words encapsulate your values for your nonprofit? 
And even just using that can help like create, maybe you need to revise your mission statement. You can use some of your value words in your mission statement, right? And that's really gonna, it's gonna drive people because values, you know, are so important in everything we do. So what does your nonprofit really value? And that can change year to year, right? Maybe there are different value words that you really want to lead with this year that you want to kind of reprioritize. So, um, and, you know, financial stability could be one of those things, right? So that, that can kind of go back into get creative too with your end of year, you know, as you go into this new year and you're singing, how do we want to be sustainable? Well, what are those words that really drive you? How can you share that and what the values are connected to those? And that can really bring your board of directors, your volunteer, your staff together and on the same page, right? So I think that's another thing is too, is coming back to cohesiveness of what the nonprofit really needs to look like. I agree. And also, um, running your nonprofit, many times you'll want to create new programs or, mm -hmm. or projects. And typically, in the grants world, a project is something that's funded and around and operating 12 months or less. A program is long term and longer than one year. But the big piece of that is to really set down, and we're going to share this tool with you in our academy. But it is a theory of change project planning worksheet. And it's really a grant project planning worksheet. And it's where we start to put down all the information we have. We research what we're missing. We give a pro projection, a preliminary ballpark budget projection. And we look at the resources needed. And that's the key piece, the resources needed. Do we have the resources within already? Or are we so burned out? that we need to bring in new staff and where's that money gonna come from? Keep in mind, when you start to look at your grant requests or applications that you're filling out, every program needs direct service staff. Every project mm -hmm. needs direct service staff. It's not all about the overhead, it's about the people who are gonna carry out the day-to-day -day work with the end recipients of your services. So. That is an important piece because that's a resource and can be written in as a, an affordable and realistic budget request expense with potential funders. So not everybody's the overhead. People who go out there and work with the client, they're not administrative overhead. They're direct service personnel and there's a big mm -hmm. difference. So if you're lacking that and you're using volunteers, make a list in your, in your year end list and part of your resolution I resolve to look for highly professional, more qualified, perhaps retired mm -hmm. volunteers that have the skill sets needed to provide frontline services to our clients. And then come up with ideas for a way. Are you going to look at retired healthcare professionals, retired educators from the university level, uh, re retired state employees? who now want something to do and perhaps they were working in the budget and management office and now they want to come in and volunteer to help you build the budgets, project budgets or program budgets for your grant request. There's just so much out there if we mm -hmm. stop and think. 
Absolutely. I love that. I love, you know, tapping into resources that have a lot of wisdom and that have the time, right? So going back to that 24 seven burnout, you need to find people then that have the time. I mean, it's always to say, ask the busy person to do something because they'll get it done. But sometimes, you know, that's, it can, yeah, that's true. But sometimes it's not in a way because you want to find people that can dedicate to your nonprofit, their time and their focus, so if you have somebody that's on, you know, five or six boards and their focus is all over the place, um, they might be able to do a couple of things, but they might not be as invested as somebody else who has more time, like a retiree, um, you know, or that has the ability to really focus on your nonprofit. So, yeah, and even pulling in, you know, interns, like I, I had mentioned in the branding episode last week, you know, I've been able to leverage a lot of interns from college to work on different things. So, you know, maybe thinking of what are they, you know, what is that millennials, right? Or Gen Xers, like, what are they more geared towards? Well, a lot of them are really, you know, blessed in marketing because they've been on social, you know, for so long. So they understand a lot of the components behind it. But still, I wouldn't just grab anyone to, that's a millennial, oh, to do my marketing and assume that they know how to do it because many of them don't, right? So I'd look to the marketing department. So looking at people who actually are building the skills and that have to get their, in, their hours for internships, right, to work with different places. So once again, leveraging people that might have the time, the focus, and the motivation behind it um, to really be involved. So I, yeah, and that doesn't cost you money, right? So that's the thing is you can be sustainable in looking at uh, more of a holistic and healthy, diverse funding or resource list, right? So not just looking at funding, but looking at who are your resources, what are your resources? And volunteers, interns, um, all of that, those are important resources that you can tap into that can alleviate expenditures, right? So I think that's important to look at as well for Absolutely. sustainability. And also not just a governing board because that's always our first priority, obviously, mm-hmm. but think about an advisory board, a volunteer mm-hmm. advisory board where you do have people that don't have to put in 15, 20 hours a month, but are there for giving advice in their area of expertise, mm-hmm. a CPA, a lawyer. A lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, somebody that used to work at the mayor's office that knows how to get into that community development block grant money at the city or the county and help you tap into that application. Mm -hmm. Literally, um, think about the volunteer center if you have one. And then also there's a website online called Volunteer Match where you can put in information about your organization and they go through the bank of volunteers and you can get recommendations. So if some of the volunteer work can be done virtually, you're pulling in people from around the world who could actually roll their sleeves up and help you do something that might be cumbersome, time consuming and highly technical to you, but a piece of cake for them to do and complete. Oh, I love that volunteer match. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's, I think people are, you know, we're seeing that, people are becoming more um, inclined to give their time, right? And especially during this pandemic and this time of our lives, like a lot of people, they might not have the finances to give, but they are trying to think of creative ways that they can still give. So like for one example, this nonprofit I was with and they um, had, they were needing to have certain supplies, right? Well, another place it was going to expire because they had an overload of supplies that they couldn't give out to the hotels because the hotels aren't open. So they were able to donate that supply before it expired, right? So it was one of those ways of tapping into what are some resources that you can use as income 
kind um, as donations, right? Um, the hurricanes that have recently gone through the South, I've um, been working closely with a nonprofit um, consultant that's been doing a lot of work with the emergency there. And, you know, it's just interesting to see all of the different companies, they don't have the same types of money they've had in the past to give to disaster relief, but they're giving resources and they're giving um, even space warehouses so they can store things, you know, so those are the other, and that goes back to your resource partners, right? And making sure that you know who they are. Absolutely. So are you ready for 2021? Are you ready to set down uh, the last few hours that we have in 2020 and start to make that list and it doesn't have to be full of details it can just be bulleted ideas that come into yeah. your mind about things that you can do in 2021 that you're going to take to the board um, or maybe even incorporate into your strategic plan so there's just so much to think about mm -hmm. and I really advise you to look at all the podcasts that Holly and I made together Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much out there, a wealth of information. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. The big iceberg happens in January, That's just right. a few hours from now. And then a few days into the month when we start on January the 7th. Yep, yep. So definitely um, go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 151 to get more information on the Nonprofit Startup Academy. And also a reference back to the other podcast that uh, Dr. Beverly Browning has been so kind to co-host with me in December. So it's been so much fun. And we've just enjoyed the holidays together <laughs> this entire month. So it's been great to spend it with you guys out there too. Um, and make sure that you do jump in and ask any questions before we get going and get grabbed that early bird special before the end of the month. <laughs> it will allow you to save some money in January when we have the January white sales for linens and other things or yeah, that's right. <laughs> left over that didn't get sold at Christmas. Uh, all of those things as well. But it'll put some few, it'll keep a few bucks in your pocket if you can sign up early. It really will. Absolutely. And then be prepared. And then don't worry if you want to sign up, but you've already made an appointment to be someplace else on the day that we're doing it live. A copy of the recording link will be made available to everyone who has registered. So don't worry about missing a week. You'll get the links for all four weeks. Yep. And we're giving away some fantastic prizes. Yes. On the final week of the Nonprofit Startup Academy, for anyone who has attended all four sessions, that means yes. you can't miss yes. a session if you want to be in the loop for the prize. And Holly has a whole little box of goodies. That's and right. I have some things that I'm going to order and have direct shipped to you. But just to give you an idea, the grand prize will be a brand new computer and it will be given away to some Ooh. lucky registrant that attends for four weeks in our nonprofit startup academy. So much fun. I love the giveaways. Like this is so, <laughs> it's like such a steal. So yeah, you definitely want to sign up. You definitely want to show up um, and, you know, be, and that just helps with accountability for you to learn because we want to give you the opportunity and the access to ask us questions and to get your questions answered and just to be involved in the community and the conversation. Um, but it's also just, it's a fun time together. It's a fun community building um, place to be with other people who are like-minded and, you know, 
know, it's just, it's a great, great teaching. So I couldn't ask for someone to better do this with. I'm really excited. <laughs> so. Excited too. I'm really excited. Yeah. And just so you know, the value of that computer is more than the full registration price if they don't get in on the early bird special. Exactly. So it is going to be just, yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's just a no brainer guys, just sign up. Yeah. You will be happy. And this will, um, yeah, definitely it's going to be live for those four weeks and also recorded. So you can catch the replays. Um, but you know, we, and then we'll be turning this into a digital online course, but you guys, this, you're not going to get it live. We might not ever do it live again. So this is going to be for, for you guys. And we're not sure when that's going to come out as far as a digital course, it's going to take a while. So if you really want to get in and you want to commit, this is your time to be accountable and just to really sign up and commit to something in 2021 that you can accomplish in the first month of January. So that's going to be exciting, right? So the new year, I know I'm, I'm excited for it as we roll into 2021. I think a lot of people are just for the change that a new year kind of brings um, and that we can all look at it. It's going to be a good year. So yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And in those resolutions, don't mm -hmm. say I want to lose weight. I want to lose dead weight board members. That's the better resolution. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> working. We're going to show you how to do that in a very polite way. Yes, <laughs> we will. All right, Dr. Bev, you got anything else for today? No, just happy new years to all of our listeners. This is it. That's it. Happy New Year's, you guys. Happy uh, rest of your 2020. Close out strong and happy 2021. All right. We'll, we'll see you guys see you soon. in January if you're smart. That's right. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Once again, it was our final of our series in the nonprofit um, startup series. So please do check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 151 to get all of the show notes from today's episode. And as always, if you love today's podcast episode, please do leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listener as that does help other people find the podcast. And do make sure you subscribe so you can get all of the future podcasts delivered directly to your phone or your computer. All right, guys, happy, happy, happy new year and enjoy as we enter into 2021. And I'll see you guys next week.